0: And that's what there you go was about. I, believe in myself. I, know I don't I shine, do I glow. And it's seeping out of my willing pores that and I'm a survivor, a strong work. woman, and not one to be tested. Don't be afraid to glow. As a matter of fact, <laughs> the more it scares you, the more you should do it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glow My Podcast. I'm celebrating my 50th episode published. Now, I don't I don't count the podcast shorts, um, you know, when I come on and talk to you for like five minutes or whatever, I don't really count those as podcast episodes. So if you counted everything, I've already surpassed 50, but I'm counting actual episodes where I sit down and have a conversation with you. I I consider it a conversation because I could picture you nodding your head, laughing, whatever. (laughs) And, um... Yeah, so it's 50. And I actually celebrated this past uh, weekend because I'm too busy in the week to do it. And it's amazing. And here's to 50 more, 500 more. As long as things become, as long as I have something relevant to say, I will continue to come on and say it. <laughs> um, There's been so many amazing thing ha- things happening. One of these classes that I was taking um, was so freaking difficult. Turns out I got an A. So I'm really excited about that. Graduate school, a bunch of other things. And I hope that you are excited about things in your life as well. Despite everything that's going on around you, find something that is going to bring you joy. Notice I didn't say someone. Find something either within yourself or something in the form of a hobby or something like that, that is going to bring you joy. You can't always rely on people to do that. And um, it's futile whenever you do anyway. It starts within. I always say that. Doesn't mean someone can't bring you joy, but don't let that be your only source, ever. So this is a this is a topic, you know, I have to admit that I didn't even really know... What to say, um, I felt like there's so many things that I could say and so many things that i that i I just couldn't say, and you know, before I even get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast episode, I just want to say this is not a podcast about making excuses for black women. not at all. this is not about um making it seem like and it's and it's a shame that i even have to say this this is not about making it seem like no other women woman, um struggles or whatever but if you are a woman who has a black in your blood you know what it's like if you have african-american if you have african in your blood whatever you know they still don't even know what to call us. shit half of the time we don't even know what to call ourselves but you know what i'm talking about we're going to talk about some real stuff here. And I, I if you want to take some notes, but I definitely need you to share, 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 share this podcast episode with your male friends. Let your kids listen to it. I will try my best not to curse. P- you need to share this one. So not little, little kids, but you know what I'm saying? Teenagers. Teenagers go listen to this. Black women have always been in a state of crisis. And I'm talking about in America. I I cannot do international right now. I you know, I've traveled all over the world. I've seen different things, but I'm I'm staying in the United States right now. This is not to negate my sisters in the islands or my sisters in you know, UK, Canada, This is not to negate you. You're on this as well, but I'm not, for the sake of my voice, I'm not going to name every single country in the world. If it applies, it applies. They've always been in a state of, of crisis. And the reason why I say a state of crisis is because a black woman is looked at by society as the lowest on the totem pole. When in fact, if we're doing a hierarchy or we're doing a totem pole, she should be at the top. Because a black woman can naturally, we have an Eve Jean, no other woman has this, can naturally give birth to any other race, to nations. This is God-given. No other woman has this. No other woman of any other race has this capability. That alone, when I found that out, I was like, oh, that's amazing. You know, that's a beautiful thing. We've always been overly sexualized. We've always been treated as if we were less than. We were always you know, kid about about our big lips and our big hips and our big thighs, you know, and if our nose was wide and our different variation of color, whether it was dark or light, to the point that even white people think it's acceptable to make jokes about our different shades. I mean, but really, can you blame them? Because within our own communities, we do it. Oh, she's too light-skinned. Oh, she's too dark skinned. I've had a lot of light skin jokes done on to me it does not feel good, but let me say something which I don't, but let me just say something about someone dark skinned and people it would be people would be more upset about that. It's almost like they don't think that light skinned black women have problems or don't have feelings. So, let me take it back a little bit. <laughs> American black men do not protect black women. At all. I would say that the percentage the percentage of black men that protect black women in America would be 5%. Out of all these what how many people we got in this country now? Is it a billion? I don't even know. A couple of billion. Um I really have no idea so excuse me for that but my in my mind I say 5% because it's very very low. It's very very low. If you were to ask a black man if he saw a black woman in trouble would he intervene and would he help her? Most likely he would not. And he doesn't have any shame in saying it. That's not my sister, that's not my cousin, I don't know her. That's a problem. Your mother's black. But if you see a black woman suffering, you wouldn't help her. And to be honest with you, a lot of black men are the reason that a lot of black women are suffering. A lot of black women are extremely loyal. They're one of the most loyal um, people that you would ever meet. But listen, ladies, (laughs) if you are black women, listen to this. I don't care if you're black or not. You gotta stop being crazy loyal to these dudes and in and to whoever it is that you're dating if they're not giving what you need. What you need and what you want. What are you being loyal? You have to stop you have to be loyal to a degree, not loyal to a fault. Loyal to a degree means that comes with stipulations. Loyal to a fault means you're willing to break yourself for this person. And you've got to stop with that mentality. And I think a lot of that comes from the whole snitching is, you know, you know, snitches get stitches mentality and this and that. It's like you got to hold your man down no matter what. And I don't believe that's true. I don't. I don't. If he goes to jail for something that he did and put you in danger, you're supposed to just sit at home and wait for him? If he cheats on you with someone else, you're supposed to just automatically take him back? No. Everything that we do, it starts within everything. I, I believe that all of the changes that are going to take place, it starts within. When we start seeing ourselves as the queens that we are and start treating one another better instead of always being in constant competition with one another, comparing hair, skin tone, this and that, everything else, then we would be unstoppable. Do you realize that? Do you realize how unstoppable we would be? if we actually were our sister's keeper. Men wouldn't be able... Men, whomever, would not be able to treat us just any old way. You know, it's, you know it's, it's, it's part of the street code, you know, part of the culture that a black woman would be considered a snitch if she were to report the black man that's treating her bad or putting her in danger. And I think that that's a disgusting and ugly thing because that doesn't mean that she's a snitch. This is a woman that's taking care of herself. This is a woman that is reporting that she's in danger. This is a woman that does not want to be with someone who is putting her in danger. And if she has children, even more so. You're not a snitch for protecting yourself. And I was reading... All of you already know I can't stand social media like that. But I was reading something about Megan the Stallion. The only thing I know is that she sang that Savage song and the song with Cardi B. And I don't think there's anything wrong with women, black women and women of color, taking complete control of their sexuality. Do it. I don't slut shame. Do it. But here's the thing. She had got shot by some loser. I'm not even going to mention his name. She got shot by this guy. And because she actually came out and said something about it, people are calling her a snitch. She got shot by this guy. He shot her in her foot. What kind of... First of all, what kind of punk ass man shoots a woman in her foot? Who does that? Now all of a sudden she's a snitch because she's telling... That he shot her in her foot? He better be lucky she didn't pick up that gun and shoot him in his face. What what are you, crazy? Come on now. And this is what we've been fed. This is what we've been told by generation and generation and generation. Don't snitch. Don't snitch. Don't trust the cops. Yeah, that's true. Don't trust the, but don't snitch because you have to protect your, you know, you have to protect your black man or this and that. No, the hell you don't. Last time I checked, we don't own black men and black men don't own us. But the reason why I say this is, is because they're men, right? And men are genetically, they are stronger than us. Who's going to protect the black woman? But here's the catch 22 to the whole thing. When you decide to protect yourself, <laughs> when you decide to become independent, no longer codependent, when you when you stop letting people become be parasites, oh, it's a problem now. You don't need a man. You're a gold digger. You bougie. You take, you take control of your sexuality. You're some type of hoe. This is, these are the names that you get called when you decide to really start loving yourself and taking control of the things that you want in your life. Or if you decide to give yourself to God, oh, you're boring. Really? Can I just live my life without all of these names? You know, it, it really is Crazy. Black women have also been, man, let me tell you, put aside, stepped on, overly sexualized for the history of this country, going back to slavery days. It was done by white men and it's being done by black men, overly sexualized. We're good enough to be put in your videos and to shake our ass and be called a bitch and a hoe, but we're not good enough to be taken care of and be called a wife. The one that you choose for a wife is usually white or Hispanic or some type of quote-unquote exotic-looking woman. And I don't really understand that because um, it doesn't really get more exotic than black women. But, you know, whatever. We've all been trained by generational behaviors to constantly put black women down. Even ourselves. Comparisons. We would be so much stronger together if the insecurities that pin, that were pinned on you and me, mm-mm-mm. we would be unstoppable. To be a black woman who's actually independent, like I was saying before, and strong as someone who is a constant threat to society. You are a menace to society. And if you add education in there, forget it. You're going to end up single. <laughs> You're going to end up single. Or they're going to call you names because you end up dating someone outside of your race or whatever. It really is disgusting. It's like no matter what, you always have this mark on you to be called something. Even by your own people. It's just, it's just crazy. Everyone was shaking their ass and twerking to make an Italian song. But as soon as something happened to her and she was assaulted could have been killed and she decided to speak up now she's a snitch look at how many black women are being killed that we even know about a lot of a lot of black women that are being killed and kidnapped black little girls as well black women missing we never really find out because the news doesn't report it and a lot of their families they'll try to get a chain going or something like that on social media but with these algorithms and stuff like that most likely won't go that far. And that's because society does not not only does society not value black life, but they don't value black women. They don't. They will copy and emulate everything that a black woman has from her natural beautiful breasts, waist, thighs, butt, lips, complexion, you want to be black, but you don't want to be black. You can't handle the burden that comes along. Well, let me just steal a couple of her features, you know. Let me go ahead and do cornrows in my hair, and let's name it something else, like those, called, like those Kardashian sisters, you know. Ever since they started filling up their bodies with injectables, trying to look black because they wanted half black babies. And just like... <laughs> Just like a black man, they the black men gave them their half black babies. This is not this is not something that's new. This is not something that's unusual. This is something that's actually very popular in upstate New York, also in Ohio and parts of Chicago. In these type of areas, you will find a lot of mulatto children because this is what black men do. Now remember I say we don't own black men. They can do whatever the hell it is that they want. But I find it a true slap in the face when your mother is black, your aunt is black, but you won't protect a black woman, but you would go running to a white girl. For what? You would run and protect a white woman over a black woman. It's, it's, it's disgusting. It really is. It really is. We're scrutinized, but they steal everything from us. Everything from the way we talk. Just pay attention. You have to pay attention from the way we speak. And I'm going to tell you this right now. There's some white people and others that feel like they can just say the N-word. I don't even use it. And I could. You don't even have African blood running through your veins. But you use that word. And you don't realize that when someone heard that word last, they were hanging from a tree and being tortured. It's a disgusting word. I don't even like to hear black people use it. But lo and behold, they feel because they got on their knees for some black dick to suck. Okay, get your kids away right now because I'm about to go off. Tell your kids to go away if you got them listening to it I changed my mind. This is not for children at all. They can get on their knees, they can open their legs, but you won't kneel to help our people. <laughs> it's interesting, huh? Isn't it so isn't it so crazy how all of a sudden big lips are in style when we've always had them and they used to make fun of them? And let me tell you something else. It's, if melanin could be taken away and and, um, secreted out of our DNA or whatever, they would use it. That's what that movie, Get Out, there were some really (laughs) deep things in Get Out. This is not a racist podcast. This is a real ass podcast. And I don't care who you are, what color you are, what you consider yourself to be, you're going to learn something by the end of this if you decide to stay. You're going to learn something. I'm just speaking real talk like I always do for the purpose of elevating you and yours. (laughs) That's it. And myself. So, like I said, black women have always been overly sexualized. Overly sexualized but not respected. And that's that's like, to me, that's not 100% everyone else's fault. Because when you see a little girl and she's over here twerking and stuff and you're like, all right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What is that? What happened to little girls being little girls? <laughs> I don't know. And black women, we have a lot of work to do when it comes to standing up for one another. We don't even protect each other. We will sit here and we will bash each other over a man, over ain't shit man at that over a man, over anything. It's, it's disgusting. It really is. When you're a black woman who has self-love, you're, you're cold, you're conceited. When you're a black woman who's self-aware, you're cold, you're stuck up. When you're a black woman who doesn't settle, you're called a gold digger. When you're a black woman who's in control of her sexuality, you're called a whore. When you're a black woman who's sexually fluid, you're called confused. When you're a black woman who's dedicated her life to God, you're cold, boring, and so on and so forth. I remember I used to think of myself, and this is real talk, I used to think, what's so great about being black when I was younger? I used to think that. What's so great about being a black woman? This was learned behavior. Because I came from a woman of color who never celebrated not only womanhood she never celebrated womanhood in general but didn't celebrate you know black culture nothing she 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 didn't even know her worth you know so what i ended up doing was i hung on to the cuban side of my family as if it was some type of a a crutch or a safety net something to always talk about in conversations as as if being a black woman wasn't enough Holding on to a last name, Munoz, just having that last name and being born with it <sighs> that I got from my mother, I would literally not see the worth in being a black woman. I said I would, I would, I would hold on to it. In my neighborhood growing up in New York City, I never saw a black women look up to any other women. You know, I, you see a lot of settling, and it's not just black women. When I say this, I didn't see any women, any women, any women. But since I'm specifically talking about black women, you see. A lot of single black women and they're just doing what they can and then they end up turning to drugs a lot um, in New York or whatever. And you see them eventually end up being on crack and it's just, it's a horrible cycle. Their kids in forced to care. Then later on, if they ever try to get their kids out, you know, I grew up with girls like this. Till this day, you could still go places, like I was saying before, upstate New York, Ohio, parts of Chicago was a very high mixed population. And that's because a lot of black men left the cities and went up there. Already having kids, already being, you know, being married, left them for a white woman. Who knows why? You know, I wanted to interview a white girl for this, but... I just couldn't find one. <laughs> I wanted to interview a black man for this. And I think I might have one, so there might be a part two. Because I'm very curious. I want to specifically interview a black man who, um, who is in opposition to me. I don't want to talk to someone that agrees with me. I want to talk to someone who actually has this mentality of, I'm not helping this black woman if I don't know her. I want to talk to one of them. And I want to have an open dialogue and a conversation. I don't like talking. I don't learn anything from anyone who agrees with me. You know what I'm saying? I don't learn anything from anyone who agrees with me. I want to have this conversation. So, in fact, if this is something that you want to hear, here we go. If you know someone or if you are someone who is in opposition, who doesn't agree with anything that I'm saying, go to glowmob.com, hit contact us, and submit a form and let me know. And then I will contact you back. Or you can go to my Instagram page at glow underscore mob. Send me a DM. Or you can email me from there as well. And just remember mob is spelled M-O-B-B just like it is on the podcast. It's like this is happening right in front of our faces and no one's watching it. You know, this is one of the reasons why I actually don't like Beyonce. I actually never really liked her. I'm more of an Alicia Keys, you know, type of girl. <laughs> I don't really know what that means. I just am. I don't I don't ever really fall on the whole you know i don't i don't get on the bandwagon some of her music is really good especially i like the artistic expressions that she's been doing over the last couple of years i really appreciate that beyonce but it's like she's been put on such a high pedestal as if she is a god to black women when that's not the case and it's, it's almost dangerous to me because you don't need all of that to be a queen because you're already a queen. You're already a queen. Just by me telling you that you have the ability to give birth to nations and no other woman has this ability should let you know That God placed something so beautiful and amazing in our bloodlines. Not even indigenous people have this ability. People of African, African, black women. So when they say, where did all life start? Where do you think all life started? In Africa. (laughs) We gave birth to nations. People went to their own sections and all of a sudden things start changing colors and everything like that, depending on when when you being in the sun, your type of diet and this and that. I believe that Adam and Eve came and all of that, but you can also believe in the Bible and also believe in evolution. And when I say evolution, I'm not talking about the Big Bang Theory or anything. I'm talking about the fact that over time things change because they do. I've seen myself evolve in the last five years, shit, the last five months. If you're paying attention, you can see the evolution of the weather, how it's changing. You can see the evolution of how culture is changing and music and stuff like that. So you get what I'm saying when I say you can believe in God and also evolution. I'm not talking about that we came from monkeys. I'm just talking about the changing of things over time, which basically that's the bottom line of what evolution is. You see, I, like I said before, I don't knock any woman's hustle. Whatever you want to do, you want to be on you know, OnlyFans or whatever and getting your money and showing your body, that's up to you. But what I'm saying is we've been overly sexualized by society. And there are some parts where we need to come in and we really need to claim our power because we have it. And it's going to start with in number one, because how am I going to be able to celebrate another woman if I don't even like myself? Every woman that I heard through the grapevine, not not, not directly from their mouth that I thought that I was cute, was black. Why? Why is that? Oh, she thinks she's cute. Did I even say that? Like I told you in one of the podcast episodes before when I used to go to school and other places, it was always like that. And little did they know that I was suffering like crazy from an abusive home. So many other things I was suffering and I thought that I was cute because well, I'm actually pretty. You didn't know what was going on in my mind. This is why we need to stick together. Why are we always fighting and comparing ourselves against one another? When I walk down the street, if I want to say hello to a fellow Black woman, she gives me the dirtiest look from the dirtiest look. And I hate that. And I hate to say it. And the crazy thing is, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Those dirty looks. What's the the reason? Good morning, sis. We connected somewhere. (laughs) We connected somewhere. You have to say sis. I mean, I'm not even all for all of that. Anyway, all of that sis and this and that. I don't want people calling me sis. But I'm just saying, you know, the greeting of the day. When I was in the military, let me tell you something. I caught hell from black female soldiers I remember my hair because in the military we had to keep our hair above our collar it really didn't matter so much what kind of style it was in as long as it was and usually I would put a bun because that's just you know put it in a bun especially because you just finished working out and doing PT and my hair was probably wet from a shower or whatever it's just an easy style But what happens is as you kind of go through the day and depending on what kind of activities you're doing, your hair might start to come a little bit loose. And because my hair was in layers at one time, it would. So there would be pieces that would come loose and touch my collar. I would get, and there was no need for this. Like seriously, they could have pulled me aside and been like, hey girl, fix your bun, you know. Or whatever. And yes, we do talk to each other like that. But instead, Munoz, yeah, fix your hair. I'm not going to tell you again. And I wasn't even in training. I wasn't even in basic training. I'm talking about I'm a regular army soldier and you talking to me like that. And I remember looking at some of them like, you lucky you were in that uniform because I would have slapped your teeth out your mouth. You better watch the way you talk. I don't tolerate that. I don't tolerate people talking to me crazy speaking to me crazy. I don't, I just don't do it. Because why? (laughs) Why? Sometimes it, it could be a little bit funny. Like let's say, you know, you're in a customer service situation, you know, whatever, just laugh at them. But this is how I know I've evolved in that area, because it's something that used to actually make me very upset. But my whole point is this. We have to stop comparing ourselves to one another because what, the, what they, and when I say they, I mean society in general, and I also mean black men, what they see is we don't get along, and it's dividing and conquering. And it's a shame because they are our brothers. They are our uncles. They are our fathers and stuff like that. And they act like they don't give a damn about us at all. And the ones that actually do had to really be taught or they are rehabilitated <laughs> from from being one of the ones that just didn't care. It's really crazy. Even black gay men are in competition with us. Even black trans women are in competition with us. What is it? What is this when you say I'm a real woman? trans people. And the reason why I say this is no one's, I just, I just don't even get it because no one's sitting here and saying that you're not a woman if you feel like you're a woman. But I feel that it's a little bit dangerous, especially in rape culture to say that because really you're not. And I'm sorry if I offended someone. I'm trying to get this out at the at the best way I can. So you need to bear with me. Um, we bleed. We can have children. We go through menopause. And I understand if you don't feel like you are in the right body. But I think it's something dangerous about putting yourself in competition against black women. When you already had the privilege of being a man in this world, and that is a privilege because you get treated a whole lot differently. Now, we already know black men and the cops and this and that. It's a whole different podcast, but I'm just saying you've already had the chance to kind of see well, not all of not all trans people have, but maybe people who have who decided to make their transition later on in life. You've already had the opportunity to see what it's like and get privileges of being a man. And now you come over and it's like you, it's like you you're in instant competition with us. And I think you would be more accepted if you would stop coming in so hard and being like, I'm a real black woman. And that's great. But it's like, come on, we already are so low on the totem pole of society and have a problem with respecting ourselves, one another, and people respecting us without jacking our style. They're jacking our style. They do everything that we do and think that they do it better, but they don't. We come up with everything. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Hopefully, you got my point. If you didn't, whatever. You know, I'm not transphobic, I'm not homophobic, I'm none of those things. I'm just simply saying, hopefully, my point came across. Um, I'm recording this at two o'clock in the morning, and honestly, I'm starting to get tired, so um, but yeah. <laughs> If this is your first time listening to me, you definitely have to listen to, go in order of the podcast episodes because um, it's just better, because you don't want to hear me now and never have heard me before, um because you'll be like, I'm never listening to her again because I really am blunt, but um, I care, and I'm loving and that's why, I take the time to do this. We gotta do better, ladies. We gotta do better. I am gonna do a part, a part two to this. Um, I want to interview. It might be a part two or three and a four. I want to interview other people who do not agree with what I'm saying. Um, if you know anyone, like I told you, contact me on Instagram, glow underscore mob. They will have an opportunity to promote their platform whatever it is because when they are introduced I will say give you an opportunity to promote whatever and we'll talk about behind the scenes what else you know I give to people who I interview um, for taking the time and how that's set up but I really would love to speak to someone who's in opposition I would love to speak with someone who agrees and I would love to speak to someone who is a totally different race than I am So we can really have a conversation about this. So I can get other viewpoints. Because don't you want to hear other viewpoints besides my own? To me, this is just the beginning. Because I'm sitting here and I'm telling you as a woman of color. As a black woman. That this has been my experience. And those that I have seen. For me to sit here and tell you. I don't have I don't have no filter. I really just don't care. This is for the this is for to facilitate a glow up. To say that I'm holding on to my Cuban um the Cuban in my family like it was some type of a crutch is <laughs> a problem. Who taught me that? There's a problem there. And the same thing goes with this whole exotic looking thing and blah blah blah. Now, there's a difference between preference, because some people just prefer another race or something like that. There's a difference between that and demeaning black women and seeing them as less than. And I don't think I should have to explain the difference because I think that's pretty much common sense. You know? So, I'm going to go ahead and end it there. I will be opening up this topic again hopefully in an interview style, if not, because I don't wait for, I don't really wait for people, I will come back and uh, maybe someone would have written in or left me a voicemail or whatever and we will talk about it. But until then, I want to let you know, celebrate yourself. You are a queen. You, You certainly are a queen. We have got to do better. Until next time, thank you for visiting the Glow Ma Podcast. Have a good day.